Anna and I have ministered together over 20 what years now of our marriage together since 1997. So, you know, inseparable. The Lord has been kind to us. The Lord has been good to us. Now, in the morning, for those who are here in the morning, I shared a funny story of um, uh, a woman who felt that her husband was beginning to lose his hearing. And so, she was concerned. And on this day, she thought, I'll try it out to see whether he can hear me. And she stood far away. I said, darling, do you still love me? She heard nothing and came closer. Darling, do you still love me? Nothing. She came yet closer. Darling, do you still love me? Nothing. Very, very close this time. Of course, he was looking the other way. Darling, do you still love me? And she was waiting. Actually, he's going deaf. And so he now came very close. Sweetheart, do you still love me? The husband said, I have answered the same question five times. How many times are you going to ask me this question? (laughs) Now the questioner is, who was (laughs) beginning to lose the hearing? The man or the woman? (laughs) So, the man was answering all the while, but she wasn't hearing. So it turns out that she was the one actually who was losing her hearing. And thank God for technology today. And so our hearing aids can help us hear better. Now, but that is actually a kind of um, illustration of how we can become unaware of what is happening in us and around us. That we think of the other person, we think of the other people, but ourselves. And so if we go back to Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 3, we see what God was saying was happening to Israel. And if we can bring it up, we see exactly God's concern for Israel. But because they were an agrarian society, you see, God always finds a place where we can understand Jesus will speak to the woman at the well to ask her for water. But actually, that wasn't what Jesus was all about. Jesus was going to teach her about the water of life. But he wanted something that was familiar. And so with that familiarity, he will now take her on a journey from what she knew to what she didn't know. And when Jesus hit on it, And she said, wow, please give me this water that I don't thirst anymore. Why? Because she's gone through that journey and discovered something new. And so for Israel, God said to them in verse 3, this is what the Lord says to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, break up your unplowed ground. Break up your unplowed ground. How many of us have a garden currently? If you have an allotment or back, you know, the garden, you've planted something or you do plant something. 
Thank you very much. So at least you'll understand what I'm saying. And if you drive along the motorway, you see all these farms now breaking the fallow ground on plowed ground is very simple. What it is? A ground that is not what? Plowed yet. And for you to sow, you need to prepare the ground. We are in the season of harvest. But a lot of times we seem to concentrate on the harvest. And interestingly, we are surprised that we're not seeing the harvest we want. Why? Oh, yeah, the Lord promised the harvest. We want to see the harvest. But he's saying, look, you've not prepared the ground yet. You still have some work to do. For the harvest to come, the farmer knows it's a process. You have to do the basic thing first. Prepare the ground and then sow the seed and then wait patiently for the harvest to come. So that process, if you skip one, you're likely going to be in trouble later on down the line. If you skip breaking the fallow ground and you sow, he says that do not sow among thorns. That on plowed ground, after a while, it becomes hardened because of the weather. That on plowed ground is ground that you don't have all the stones and obstacles removed. That on plowed ground has become full of weeds. That's why it says, do not sow among what? Thorns. They were sowing, scattering their seeds. And they were surprised why they were not seeing the result that should go with the effort. But God was saying, you're actually getting it wrong. Before you sow your seed, plow the ground. Go in there, do the work. Cut down the bushes. Because if you sow among the thorns, something is not going to work. The harvest you expect will not happen because you're sowing in the wrong place, in the wrong ground. But then, was God really talking about the natural harvest, the farm? No. God was only trying to tease them. He was just trying to get them out. Because you see the next line. What does it say in verse 4? Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Circumcise what? Your heart. Now you see, it's moving a step. The farm illustration is there. But God is saying, hold it there. Because there's something I'm talking about here. And in Matthew, Jesus did the same thing. He was telling them about this sower. And when he finished, his disciples came and said, Lord, why are you just speaking in parables? Why not make it plain? And then Jesus began to explain to them what he was saying. Again, moving from what they knew to what they didn't know or what they should know. And so he says to them, that crown is your heart. That when we leave it and we don't plow it, when we don't work on ourselves, we risk becoming a hard ground. We risk allowing the thorns to grow. We risk allowing birds of the air to pick 
the seed when it's sown. We risk allowing the thorns to choke the seed. And in various ways in our lives, seeds that God has given us have been choked. And we're wondering, Lord, why I've been praying and praying, nothing happening. Come on, you just, a moment, wait and say, God, is there something I'm getting wrong? I believe the Lord will expose to our heart what it is that's not right. And so he then says, circumcised. Now, circumcision in the Old Testament was the instrument for the covenant. And that was a physical thing they did. But God was also using that physical circumcision to draw them to the understanding that it's not actually the flesh but it's actually their heart. Circumcise your heart. Remove those thorns. Remove those stones. Remove the things that have made it unproductive. And then you begin to see the rain come. And if we should look at another scripture, Hosea chapter 10. I think we read, was it verse 12? And yes, verse 12. The same thing, virtually. Sow for yourselves. Now, when you have done with breaking the fallow ground, the unplowed ground, what is set there, it then says, sow to yourselves what? In righteousness, righteous seed. And then you will reap the fruit of unfailing love. When we break our fallow ground and sow the seed, and what did he say in Matthew is the seed, the word of God. The seed that we sow that makes our lives productive is the Word of God. When we receive the Word of God, the Word of God activates faith in you. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing what? The Word of God. So if we want faith to receive from God, then we need to take in the seed of the Word of God. And that seed will activate in our hearts, in our lives, faith to receive. When Jesus cursed a tree, it didn't wither immediately. The next day they were coming back and Peter said, Look, Lord, this, the tree that you cursed is dead. And Jesus said to them, Have faith in God. When you say to this mountain, to this tree, be uprooted and go throw yourself in the sea, and you don't doubt, this is going to happen. And that's what the Lord is saying to us this morning. But let's, let's back up a bit because we're talking about plowing the unplowed ground. And the scripture says that unplowed ground is our hearts, yours and mine. And if we don't plow it, if we don't ha- allow the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit now digs deep and begins to bring out things and say, no, this shouldn't be there. That shouldn't be there. The other one shouldn't be there. Because when we hear the word of God, sometimes we look around. Where's Catherine? She's not here today. She should hear this word today. (laughs) Then we do it sometimes. Oh, I know the person who should have heard this word today. And then we insulate ourselves. We actually cover the unplowed ground. But when we hear the word of God and expose ourselves to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, please, Like Isaiah said, Lord, I'm a man of unclean lips. See, I am undone. 
could we come to God today? Because you see, when it says in Matthew, if we go further on to I think verse 15, okay? And it says there, verse 15, for this people's heart has become what? Oh, no, you didn't, you didn't really read that very well. Can we, can we read it together very loud from the beginning? For this people's heart has become what? Callous. So our heart, what does it mean to become callous? It means it's unfeeling. Nothing is penetrating. The word of God, you know, someone said, when we come to church, sometimes we wear word proof. As the word comes, it bounces out. It doesn't penetrate because the heart has become hardened. And so if I hurt you, I don't realize I've hurt you. Because my heart has become what? Calloused. I say something to you, I don't realize that the word I've spoken has really rubbed you the wrong way. And I don't come back and say, I'm sorry for what I said the other day. But that's what it should be. When our hearts become callous, it doesn't begin to see the other person's side. It only sees my own side. Because it's all about me, me. And like that spoiled child, I want to say, Lord, it's me, Lord. But can we for a moment say, Lord, I'm sorry, I got it wrong. Help me to see the other side of it. Help me to to see my brother, my sister. Because if we want the truth of the word to take root in us and bear fruit, we must be open to God. Lord, let your rain come. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. So let the sinner forsake his ways and the unrighteous man is thought. And then the Lord will come. Hallelujah. Something will happen in us when we are ready to give sometimes our own rights. I am right. But I say, Lord, if it means me giving up my right, I will give it up for your sake. For my brother's sake, for my sister's sake. Because we are here to build one another. And if I think of building myself alone and not the other person, then I'm getting it wrong. So for this people's heart has become callous. They hardly hear with their ears. And they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with your eyes, hear with your ears, understand with your heart, and turn and be what? Healed. Because that's the process. When we open ourselves to God, and I believe here today, the Lord wants to create a harvest in your life, in my life. But we need to break that on plowed ground. And it could be something for you, another thing for me. It doesn't have to be the same thing for everyone. So as you hear the word of God, God might be telling you about your own unplowed ground. Don't point to the other person. Say, Lord, bring it on for me. Let me see it. Open my eyes that I may see. My heart that it will feel, Lord. Give, give me once again. See, when we long for God's revival, we need them to plow our unplowed grounds. Break it up. Someone came for prayer and said, I've been trying to quit smoking. That's an illustration. So it's not about anyone smoking. But 
it could help someone anyway. And she said, I've been trying to quit smoking. I don't know what to do. I've done everything. I've gone through all the courses. I've, I've made all the decisions. But every time I go back to it, help me, please. And the Lord spoke to the preacher's heart. He said, do you have any cigarette with you? He said, yes, I have a packet in my bag. He said, go and bring it. He brought the cigarette. I said, drop it here on the altar. And that person did. He said, I want you to stamp on it. Horrible. How do I do that? He said, no, I want you to stamp on it. (laughs) And he mustered the courage faintly. He said, no, harder, 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 harder. And over time, that cigarette was actually became just pieces all over the floor. And as this person was doing that, the Spirit of God came over them, and they were shaking and shaking, and they fell over and rolling on the ground. And that was their deliverance from tobacco. From that day, they never touched it again. Your own deliverance may be from something else, but break that fallow ground. Because it's time to seek the Lord. That's what Hosea says. He says it's time to seek the Lord. And we'll seek him with all our heart and all our mind and all our soul. And I pray today, whatever it is that you and I are struggling with today, the Lord will open our eyes to it. And we can make a conscious effort and say, Lord, please come in. You know, sometimes we compartmentalize God and say, God, yeah, you're the Lord of my life. But when it comes to this aspect, please leave it alone. (laughs) Don't touch me there, Lord. Don't touch me there. I'm okay. Do everything else. But this one, no, just leave it with me. So we are putting boundaries for the Spirit of God. And that place becomes an unplowed ground, becomes a stronghold. The devil holds very hard and doesn't let go. And when the devil takes a prisoner, he doesn't let go easily. But the good thing is that the Lord is stronger. He can deliver. He can break chains. He can release the captive. So let's come to God in a time of prayer. From the moment I am waking, I will sing of the goodness of God. Yes, Lord. This morning we pray. Is there a way you've spoken to me, spoken to my brother, spoken to my sister? Lord, give us the boldness to face that unplowed ground today. Lord, we may have been postponing the evil day. We may have, Lord Almighty, been covering it. But today, Lord, Give us the boldness to let go and let God take control. Give us, Lord Almighty, the boldness to release what we are holding firm. Holy Spirit, come. Shall we all rise up on our feet? If you can, please rise up. And the Spirit of God is saying, the harvest is here. But he's saying to us, break your fallow ground. Break your fallow ground. Break your fallow ground.
spread your fallow ground. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely yield. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily. As we were singing that song, I saw someone with a seed to sow, and their hands were held up. They couldn't drop the seed, because where they were going to drop it, it was an unplowed ground. Someone here, the blessing of the Lord, seemed to be withheld. Let me tell you, if you can only humble yourself before the Lord and surrender all, oh, that seed will be released. That seed is going to bear great fruit in your life. So can we all pray to say, Lord, I surrender all. Say, Lord, I surrender all. Just talk to him right now. Is there an aspect of your life that the Lord has touched upon? Can you talk to God about it and say, Lord, I'm sorry I've withheld all this while, but now I surrender all. Lord, in my marriage, I surrender all. In my relationships, I surrender all. At my workplace, I surrender all. Here in the church, Lord, I surrender all. Come, I give you everything. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, Lord. Touch, touch, touch each and every one of us here, Lord. Yes, Lord, Father, Lord Almighty, let your glory, glory descend upon us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. We praise you, Lord. Thank you for hearing our prayer. We know you are able to do exceeding abundantly more than we can ever think or imagine. So, Holy Spirit, come. Come, 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 Lord. Take absolute control, Lord. Feel us. Oh, yes, receive it. Open your heart right now. Open your heart right now. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Oh, yes, the angels of the Lord are releasing packages. They're releasing, they're releasing the blessings. They're releasing into your life, into your life. Receive it. Oh, yes, so Lord, I receive it. Lord, I receive it. Receive it right now. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory be to you, Lord. Glory be to you, ancient of days. Because, Lord, you have done great things. You have done mighty works. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, ancient of days. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because, Lord, you're moving around us here. Over this place, Lord. Over this place. Touch, Lord, lives. Renew, Lord, lives. 
transform us, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Do something new, Lord. Break, Lord, that fallow ground. We give you permission, Lord. The areas where we cannot reach, we pray, Father, reach them for us, Lord. Holy Spirit, reach them for us, Lord. Do something new, Lord, in our lives. Glory be to you, Lord. Glory be to you. Glory be to you, Father. Oh, glory be to you, Father. Lord, let your power, let your grace, Lord, descend upon us all. The Father, something new will take root in us. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Something new is going on in your life, in your heart. And I want to tell you right now, even after you've gone home, tonight there will be visitation in people's lives. By next Sunday, I want you to share the testimony because God is doing something. And we, we, we cannot just finish it here now. But let's, let's ask the Lord, Father, may you finish the work that you have started in us. All the places that have been left fallow, uncultivated, that become callous in different ways, Lord, help us. Help us. Help us, Lord. Give us deliverance. Give us, Lord, that breakthrough. Thank you, Lord, for giving it to us right now. In Jesus' name we pray. And let the people of God say, Amen. Let's have the closing worship. Let's praise God. And finish. I'm not sure. What are we singing for the closing one? Okay. Over to you. Over to you. Build my life. We'll close with build my life. That's a good one to close with. Build my life, Lord. We're singing that song. I saw a different vision, a vision of gifts that were wrapped with glittering, you know, wrapping paper being given out and throwing out. People were catching the gifts. Oh, I hope you catch yours today. I hope yours comes to you today. Thank you, Father, for being merciful. Thank you for being loving. We receive these gifts today, Lord. Especially as we shared from this holy meal. Lord, I pray today to be healing to our bodies. It will be, Lord, restoration to our souls. It will be, Lord, renewal to our spirits. So that, Lord, spirit, soul, and body, we are all ready for that great harvest. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. And as your people go today, Lord, we commit them into your hands. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord God Almighty lift up the light of his countenance and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Go in peace, serving the Lord. Have a great week. Rejoice evermore in his presence. Amen.